and now directly onto our weekly Earth Watch, and we do partner with the Global Justice Ecology Project since 2009, actually, for our weekly Earth um, Minute, as well for our weekly Earth Watch segment. We want to thank them. I'd like to welcome our guest, Zach Porter, passionate wild forest advocate who has dedicated his professional life to making North America a wilder place. Born and raised in New England, Zach worked in uh, wildlands management and advocacy for nearly 15 years in Washington's North Cascades and the Northern Rockies of Montana and Idaho before he and his family moved to Vermont in 2018. Today, uh, Zach Porter is grateful for the opportunity to serve as the executive director of Standing Trees, an organization he co-founded in 2020 to protect and restore forests on New England's public lands. Uh, Zach, thank you for your work, and thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor and a pleasure. Okay, so, Zach, um, if our listeners didn't get a hint from our weekly Earth Minute, tell us the difference between what you would call, uh, you know, a wild forest. What, what is a wild forest as opposed to another type of forest, Zach? Yeah, thank you. You know, we use a, a lot of terms that I think get, get confusing when talking about forests. Um, even the term old-growth forest, I think, is confusing and misleading. Um, an old-growth forest or a wild forest, um, what we are talking about here are simply natural forests. So when, when at Standing Trees we speak of our work to protect and restore or recover the old-growth forests uh, of, of our region, New England, um, what we're talking about is restoring natural forests. And the same could be said for work to uh, restore wild forests or protect wild forests anywhere across the globe. Um, so that's what we mean when we, when we say wild forests. Right, and uh, to, uh, distinct from the monoculture, the, the tree plantations, that some people, um, you know, do call forests, right, the ones who are, are putting those forward. So uh, tell us then about uh, the work of Standing Trees. Why did you found that organization, and what are you doing, what are you aiming to do? Yeah, you know, um, well, like you just said, and, and, and as was mentioned in, in the break just before I came on, um, native forests, you know, our natural forests are far superior at uh, doing all the things that we need our forests to do so desperately in 2022. Um, you know, whether it's supporting our native biodiversity, uh, storing planet-warming carbon, producing the clean water that we rely on, the air that we breathe, um, there's nothing like a wild forest, an, a, an old forest, to produce those uh, what are called ecosystem services or natural goods and services, um, the life support systems of our planet. Um, and so Standing Trees is dedicated to uh, making sure that we manage uh, much more of our forested landscape um, in a way that, that maximizes all of these uh, you know, benefits that, that we need from our uh, forests in, in, in this climate-changed era. And we're focused on public lands because those are the lands that you and I have a say in. We are all co-owners of America's public lands, whether that's our state lands or our federal lands. We can all have a say in how these are managed. And we think in 2022 it's about time that we redefine 
the greatest good for the greatest number in the long run, which is the motto of uh, many of our public land managing agencies, especially the U.S. Forest Service. And so uh, right now, you know, with, with I think old forests having a bit of a renaissance, um, we've all been, you know, hearing about the value of old forests in books like uh, Suzanne Samard's Finding the Mother Tree, or maybe you've read uh, Robin Wall Kimmerer's Braiding Sweetgrass. So many are, are talking about the value of old forests, and we think the first place to get to work on recovering our old forests is on public lands. And so that is the mission of Standing Trees. And, and we're focused here in, in the Northeast, but our work is intertwined with work that's ongoing all across the U.S. Um, and so you can certainly learn more at standingtrees.org, and, and we want you to get involved. Right. And, and why do we have to worry about, uh, you know, public lands? I know a lot of people think, well, if it's public land, it's, it's protected. Nobody's really going to mess with it if it's the Bureau of uh, Land Management, et cetera. But that tends to vary, doesn't it? I mean, you know, what are some of the threats to uh, public lands and to forests that are on public lands in particular, Zach? That's a fantastic question, and you are exactly right that I think for so many Americans, we have this perception that public lands are somehow protected, and nothing could be further from the truth. Um, today, only a small percentage of uh, public lands are actually protected from degrading logging and road building that fragment our habitat for native species, that uh, remove car- you know, carbon that we we really need to keep in the ground and in living and dead uh, biomass um, in our forests. Um, our, our public forests are managed still to this day as a commercial resource in many cases. And um, this just has to stop. Um, most of the wood products that we derive today um, are from private lands, and public forests have a different role that they should play in, in forest management. Um, we need to reduce our usage of wood products generally, but we can, you know, really lean into that uh, on public lands. And so when you hear the words National Forest or Bureau of Land Management, um, these areas are not managed as, you know, what you might think of as national parks, for example, or, or you know, what are called wilderness areas. Um, most of our national forests, most of our Bureau of Land Management lands are managed for the production of, of, of commodities. Um, they're, they're, they're really uh, managed to benefit uh, corporate America, honestly, and not the taxpaying public. Um, we are managing our public lands uh, at cost to taxpayers uh, to provide resources to major corporations, timber companies, oil and gas corporations, mining companies. Um, and we are, you know, unfortunately uh, seeing our public land, uh, you know, heritage, our, our, our resources, lands that, of course, we are just stewarding uh, for future generations and which were, of course, uh, uh, you know, once uh, the lands of, of, of America's, uh, you know, incredible indigenous cultures from, from one, you know, one corner of the country to the other. Um, these are lands today that are being mismanaged uh, for, you know, private gain. And we need to change that. Public forests should be producing public goods in, in 2022. And so that's, again, the mission of Standing Trees. And fortunately, of a growing number of other organizations across the country. And so efforts to cut down our forests, 
to, you know, you know, we hear a lot about, you know, reducing fire danger. Uh, we hear a lot about, you know, uh, going in there and, and, and creating, you know, uh, restoring our forests is this term that you'll hear a lot, you know, rest, habitat restoration. Well, you know, restoration for which species? Are they for the native species that, that once lived there? Are they for species that people most like to, to hunt, for example? Um, we need to be asking really good questions right now about what the goals are for public land management. And um, there's never been a more important time to rise up together and demand a paradigm shift in how we manage our public lands. So um, it's a great moment right now for, for uh, people to, to get engaged. Right. So as the, the work then of, of Standing Trees, what does that uh, work look like? You co-founded uh, the, that organization, but give us a, a, a sense of some of the uh, work that you, you, you're doing to give us a sense of what does it mean to be, to support this organization, to be part of this organization. And uh, what do you see are some of the biggest threats now to the forest? You're working in the area of New England, uh, so specifically in the area that you're working in, uh, Zach Porter. Yeah, so um, there are huge logging projects uh, already ongoing and in the works on Forest Service lands, the Green Mountain National Forest and White Mountain National Forest in Vermont and New Hampshire, where we do a lot of our work. Um, there's 40,000, more than 40,000 acres of logging already approved for the near future and another uh, 10,000 acres to, or so that, that's in the works right now. Um, none of this is being done according to you know, uh, kind of the, the to, to, to mimic the ecology of, of, of our forest lands. This is really just driven by a desire to uh, produce wood products. And, again, to kind of meet the, the, the desires of, of groups that want to see um, certain species benefited that honestly already exist in, in kind of unnatural abundance. And the equivalent in the western United States is this misguided attempt to uh, log for fire risk reduction, which is, completely, you know, uh, out, of, out of touch with the science on, on fire management, on forest management. The best thing we can do today is let our forests grow old. Um, New England is a carbon breadbasket, just like the forests of the Pacific Northwest. We have forests that will grow hundreds or thousands of years if we let them. And we can store many times more carbon than what's in our forests today if we simply let them grow old. And so Standing Trees is rallying the public uh, working through legal and other avenues to change the way that we manage forests. And I encourage people to go to climate-forest.org, uh, as well as to standingtrees.org, where they can learn about national, a national campaign right now to uh, protect mature and old-growth forests across the U.S. on federal public lands, again, lands that, that belong to each and every one of us, um, and also to get involved in stopping these terrible logging projects that are being proposed in places where they should least be going on, in our wildest lands, our roadless areas, and mature forests uh, like we have here across the Green and the White Mountain National Forest. So um, it's, it's, a, it's a really dire moment right now. We're kind of at a juncture where we can make a decision today to put our forests on a different path. And um, it won't happen unless we really rise up together. And uh, we're standing with the trees, and, and we hope, you know, your listeners will, will do the same. And, and if our chorus is loud enough, I really think that this is the moment where we can make change happen. Yeah, and just uh, finally a quick note, re-standing with, with trees. 
for um, residents in California who are in the south, um, specifically out in the Mojave Desert uh, area where you, there is a huge national park, uh, Joshua Tree National Park, there is a movement now to protect the Joshua Tree. We can't say in the desert communities it's not a forest per se, but they are um, things like the, the Joshua Tree and, and perhaps other um uh, trees uh, that grow in the desert that also uh, need protection. So I just, I know that's not your area, but I just wanted to uh, throw that out there. I think people could find information online about the movement to protect uh, the Joshua tree. And actually there's a move to um, name the Joshua tree as an endangered species. So that's um, interesting uh, twist there in terms of protecting the, the trees. Um, just uh, Zach Porter, thank you so much. We're going to have to continue uh, this conversation. Just in about 30 seconds or so, tell us, what about uh, GE trees? And is that a threat to natural forests? We know that there are some people that are trying to say, well, we want to save the American chestnut, and the way to do it is through GE trees. Any quick thought on that, Zach Porter? Yeah, thanks. You know, we don't support tinkering with uh, the biology of, of, of our native trees, and, um, you know, genetically engineered uh, trees don't belong um, in, our, in our wild forests, uh, just as any genetically engineered species um, really don't belong in, in our native wild forests. And so, um, you know, what we know from the latest science is that we need to let our native biodiversity thrive. And that means finding the courage to be a little more humble and take a more precautionary approach to, uh, you know, the way we do uh, land management in this country than we have before. We need to be humble in the face of climate change. And, and that means uh, letting wild nature do what it does best. Um, so this is our moment to kind of a step back, and, and, and I really hope that we can all get involved in this movement right now um, at the intersection of climate change and, and justice work for all living things. So, um, yeah, I, you know, this is uh, a right. really key opportunity right now. Okay, well, we are going to have to leave it there. We're really out of time, but Zach Porter, thank you for your work. And we certainly all want to stand with the trees. <laughs>